0: is officially in the books and you know what that means that means we are here for another episode of the gram slam podcast i'm your host brandon anderson and we are here today if you're new to the show go back and listen to our previous episodes we give a quite a good stories and updates on minor league baseball and i want to start this podcast off today by talking about promotions now When you're thinking about promotions, you're probably thinking about someone going from a rookie team to a triple A team or a triple A team to the major leagues, things like that. But that is not what I am talking about. What I'm talking about today is promotions, as in fan giveaways, fan promotions to get people in the stadium um, through the minor league baseball. Uh, community we have been to so many games where they've given out free stuff they've done events during the game um, they've had character nights fireworks based off a certain like genre um, like superhero night things like that but i wanted to touch base and this may be a little controversial i've heard some uh, negative feedback throughout the stadium through the actual um, social media accounts and things like that of fans complaining. Um, but the last week, with all the rain delay that the Rocky Mountain vibes and the Chuckers occurred here in Colorado Springs, I'm surprised they actually got to play all six games. Not all of them were uh, full nine inning games, some of them were seven innings, but they got through that week of baseball and whatnot. And sure enough, when we look back, this past Saturday night was going to be the biggest marshmallow event in the history of minor league baseball. It was going to be a marshmallow fight and the promotion from my understanding was uh, that at the end of the game, there was going to be a large marshmallow fight out on the field between the fans. And... What essentially happened is this game turned into a double header because of Friday night's game was postponed. Um, so then we had some weather again on Saturday as well. Um, There's a three-hour delay for the start of the postponed game. The game got underway at 7 p.m. And when you went into the stadium... The Rocky Mountain Vibes organization gave out these m- massive bags of marshmallows that were the size of size of my palm. They were massive marshmallows, which is awesome for a marshmallow fight. Um, my my daughter was excited to participate in a marshmallow fight. This was the whole thing that she had been wanting to do. Um, I even moved around some wildland firefighting things to in- ensure that we were able to go to this game. Um, now I wasn't quite sure when this marshmallow fight would happen because of the delay in games. Uh, the initial rumor was that it was going to be after the second game, and I honestly couldn't believe that at that point in time because the second game was most likely not going to be over till midnight, if not later. And I don't see that many fans sticking around at that point. Um, so throughout the the game, the the first postponed game started at seven o'clock, and throughout the the game, everyone had their marshmallows. Some people didn't even get the concept of it being a fight, so they opened the marshmallow pack and started eating them, which, whatever, more power to you. Um, so at that point, what happened here was, this is where it gets cons- controversial, essentially, of what happened. So there was a little league team that was sitting directly next to the section we were in, um, where I have season tickets at, and they started a marshmallow fight between themselves and fans in that section that were part of this baseball team. Parents, kids, were all launching them at each other. A few of them went on the field. It didn't necessarily stop the game of play. First base coach or umpire threw them back in the stand. Big deal. Um, there was just a kind of a warning from staff not to throw them on the field. So probably about five minutes into this marshmallow fight... Um, a a security guard comes down and tells them they can't be doing it. So it was what it was. One of the other staff members um, was recording it for social media, promoting the event, and hyping the kids on and said it was okay, but it was what it is. So they continued their fight. It was hilarious. It was great. Well, then, as time went on, the marshmallow fight just broke out in the entire stadium and you had people from the suites that were above the 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 stands or whatnot throwing marshmallows down, and they were throwing them back up and whatnot. And it, it was hilarious. It was probably the greatest thing I've ever seen. People were enjoying their time. This is the first time since COVID that I, I seriously think people were actually having a great time at a baseball game. Um, most of the people weren't even barely paying attention to the game at that point but I I think during that time one of the players I think it was Jacob Barfield um, ended up hitting a home run and then marshmallows just went like everywhere in the stands as everyone was cheering and whatnot and I kind of made the joke to my daughter that every time the vibes hit a home run they they should have marshmallows ready to go shooting out and just falling on each other on everyone because it would just be epic based on the rocky mountain vibes mascot and the whole logo with marshmallows and things like that i thought that would be cool um so after that inning had come to an end you could tell that staff and security were huddling up they were not too thrilled with the overall marshmallow fight going on and what happened is and, and I know the I've known the the vibe staff and crew for quite some time there's a lot of new people on it this year um, there's people that have gone back to the Sky sox days and it is what it is this is in no disrespect to any of them um, I, I feel the situation was handled completely outrageously. Um, I have never in my life seen the way this was handled, and I honestly think it negatively affected the attendance for the rest of the night, and a lot of people that ended up leaving right after that situation. So, again, the marshmallow fight's going on, and you have a staff member come down, and they got on the PA system with a microphone and basically walked from the first base side of the stadium to the third base side of the stadium, where essentially they were um the marshmallow fights were happening. And guy gets on the mic and just starts basically belittling this crowd of, we don't want you doing it. There are little kids in the audience. There are, Older people that don't want to be part of this. Um, We've told you to stop on numerous occasions already, which I I think they made one announcement over the overhead that it needed to wait. But it was also during the middle of an inning when people were also paying attention to the game, not caring. So they continued on. Um, There were, again, like I said, some instances where... Stuff went onto the field. I did not recognize once where it stopped the game. I think players and um, umpires and things like that and first base coaches got taken care of it pretty quickly. And even then, I saw at one point one went on the field and the first base coach threw it into the dugout and the dugout started throwing a few marshmallows at each other as well. So it it was a great time, but you had the staff member come down, chew out every, practically chew out the fans, that they needed to stop what they were doing, they could risk being ejected from the stadium if they w- continued doing it, and that if they wanted to have a marshmallow fight, everyone could go up to the concourse where they have a, uh, it's on the third base side, it's a, basically a big open area where they have a fire pit, Um and it, it's a family zone essentially, and they're like, if you want to go have a, a marshmallow fight, go up there and do it. Um, Prior to this, the Little League team that got chewed out for it ended up going up there and doing the marshmallow fight up there. Um, But the rest of the crowd pretty much got humiliated for a promotion that, one, there was a three-hour delay, so you had a lot of fans that were just sitting there waiting for this game to start. Um, It was a delay... That in my opinion, they said there was lightning in the area. Um, Being a wildland firefighter, I don't know what type of weather app or weather thing they were using. But our government app that I use for wildland firefighting and stuff did not show any lightning strikes within a 12-hour period within 10 miles. Which is my understanding. If it's within 10 miles of the stadium, they cannot play baseball. Totally understandable. But there was no lightning strikes. There was nothing. There was a storm impending coming in. but it, And then it rained maybe like for a few seconds during this three-hour delay. But nothing drastically. I honestly didn't think any of the games were going to go on. And so at that point, I ended up um, leaving the stadium, coming back. Needed to get my Vibes uh, sticker t-shirt they were offering because it was so awesome. I posted on Instagram. And then the game started, so I decided to, me and my daughter decided to stay and watch the game, obviously. But it was that moment where, in my opinion, if you have a crowd that's throwing marshmallows, they're pretty soft marshmallows. I I could understand them being thrown from a top balcony, hitting a kid, hitting an older adult, um, an elderly person, probably not the greatest. But, when you have 99% of the crowd from my viewpoint throwing marshmallows including older people including people that had babies like newborn babies in their arms launching marshmallows and then covering their kids when the marshmallows were being thrown back at them so to belittle your fans there was numerous people in in the section we sat in that ended up dipping out. They left. They said they were not coming back to a vibes game again after this because of how it just seemed like we were we were being treated as like kids that couldn't behave and we were getting punished by adults. And I I, I personally I threw one marshmallow cuz my daughter wanted me to didn't have the arm strength to do it so I launched one up but Launched it into an area where there wasn't even anyone sitting in. But the fact that you have a promotion advertising the biggest marshmallow fight in baseball or of all time. You give out marshmallows at the beginning of the game when people are entering the stadium. And I only heard once throughout the entire rain delay, throughout the first game that the marshmallow fight was going to happen after the second game. Where I think the problem came in is this first game just drug on. Um, There's a lot of runs scored and the innings were long. It just kept going on and on and on. So I think at that point in time, that's where the major issue came in with the crowd. where They just wanted to have fun and i mean i've never in my life been to a event like this and saw so many people actually enjoying it having fun no one's complaining i mean we had elderly people around us laughing and they were participating too so it almost came down to the factor i feel it was more of a legal standpoint they stopped it but at the same time What's it matter if you're throwing them on the field after the game or during the game as long as it's literally not interrupting the game? And I, I clearly paid attention to the game and knew what was going on and did not see once where the umpires had to stop the game. I think they stopped the game more during that night for balls coming out of the pitcher or from the bullpen onto the field than marshmallows at that point. So... My question, and anyone can comment on Instagram, on um, any social media account that I run, and get, uh, I'll ask the question. When teams decide to do promotion nights, do you feel that there should be more structure to it? Um, like, for instance, this marshmallow thing. Should the marshmallows been given out at the end of the game? Now, of course, they ended up playing two games that night. Um, the second game went till almost, I think one o'clock in the morning and obviously we weren't going to do a marshmallow fight after that. Everyone had left. I think there was like seven people in the crowd, um, by the time that game was over, most people left after the first game, but they had a 30 minute instance between games where I'm sorry. They could have at that point even told the fans at that point, let's have a marshmallow fight doesn't have to be on the field, have everyone that doesn't want to be part of it go up to the concourse, hey, this is break time, we're going to have our marshmallow fight that we advertised, and let people basically let their frustrations out from this last year and a half that we've been cooped up, not being able to go to events, not being able to have fun, because you can't tell me you had any concern with covid with these marshmallows being chucked around. Otherwise, you would have never had the promotion. And again, it's just, you gave these marshmallows out beforehand. Whoever's decision that was, I'm sorry, that that is your fault. It was not advertised as much as it should have been. Um, I know on social media it was talking about after the game, but I think a lot of those issues kind of came up where this is a doubleheader, Then it wasn't, then it was, and it just became this unorganized event that maybe they should have just held on to him and done him another night. Because anytime they have a promotion that's supposed to start after the game, normally they don't give out stuff until after the game. So, do you think, one, were you a part of this event? Uh, And I, I don't expect any staff members of the Vibes to comment. I don't even honestly care There is no defending anybody in this. I'm expressing my frustrations as a fan and a parent that had a kid that really wanted to participate in this. Lucky enough, after that second game, um, or maybe it was during it, uh, me and my daughter actually did go up to the fan center and tossed around a few marshmallows with some other kids that are up there and got to have some fun. But when you advertise something... You don't have specifics throughout the game. You don't have announcements. You don't aren't telling people at the door, save these for after the game. There's no structure to what you're doing. How is it fair to go through the crowd, chewing people out, getting security involved, getting the Color Springs Police Department standing by as well, who are in attendance at all games anyways, just in case something happens, but basically threatening the crowd that they're going to be ejected from the game that you provided the items to it's like saying hey here's a free gun giveaway and then you're mad at someone for shooting someone that they did something with like or got involved with like you can't have it both ways um I, and I think that maybe they learned a lot from this that was completely unorganized out of hand and it, it may have been even at that point may have been a safety concern as they claimed to staff, two fans, and I don't think players were ever really could have been hurt. There was a, a screen, some of the marshmallows went through it, but I, I don't think the players are that had an issue. But it's one of these things where don't promote something if you're not gonna go through with it um obviously there's issues that come up with delays and stuff like that that can change stuff but change it all together should have made the call the minute you thought the game was going to be delayed to delay handing those out and i think that's where we essentially as fans love promotions it brings fans out to the games um This Friday night is going to be Rodeo Night. Um, They've teased that a little bit at the Vibes organization, so look forward to that. It's the July 4th celebration of fireworks, meaning the Vibes are in Grand Junction this weekend for July 4th. So there's a lot of promotions that they do that I feel are great. Um, I am still trying to learn a little bit with the new structure of the Vibes organization and stuff because... I've noticed they're not giving out a lot of, like, promotions or doing a lot of stuff, but yet I've seen pretty much all the other teams in the Pioneer League doing giveaways. I I mean, I think the same night that the marshmallow fight was, the Paddleheads in Missoula was doing growlers of alcohol. You had to be 21 to get it, of, um, of a bottle that had the... Paddleheads logo on it and some sponsors that was pretty cool I think the Grand Junction Rockies that night were giving away wine glasses that had the Grand Junction Rockies logo etched into it where here in College Springs it seems like we're not getting the best of promotions um, that we have in prior years now again like I said I don't know this new aspect of the Pioneer League the funding what they're able to do what they're not able to do and things like that. So that all can make a big difference that maybe some of these teams have more money than the others. Maybe we're spending more money on fireworks um cuz we do love fireworks on Friday nights. Um so there's a lot of aspects that can go into that. But as a fan, do you like promotions? Do you like these random things that teams do that get you involved, get you to go on the field? Autograph sessions, um, playing catch on the field with like your parents or your your kids, things like that. Those type of promotions are great. They work. Um, I think this one was a little (laughs) overboard. It was fun. Telling you, if there would have been a lot more organization to it and it actually happened as they originally, I think, planned, where it was going to happen on the field after the game... This could have been the greatest thing ever for people. But it it didn't work that way. And I think, again, I think the fans did what they did. But I, I don't necessarily agree with the business aspect of what the vibes did. Of how they handle it. Like, you had a lot of staff members promoting it. Then they instantly were like, oh, nope. Gotta have the marshmallows back. And I know these staff members. They are great people. And, again... The, to the people that made the announcement and whatnot, I know these people have been with the organization for years. They are great people. I, 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 this is no disregard to them, their job. I, I don't know the aspect behind it. I, I would love for the Vibes organization to say something, like to clarify. But I think the excuse they gave that it was there was people that didn't want to do it, it was dangerous, Just didn't make sense when you had your other staff members encouraging it. So it kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. It left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths that I had talked to that night Um, between the second game, first and second game. People that were in my section, the people that got up and just left because they didn't, they really, at that point, were not thrilled at all. With how they were just chastised for what they did. Um So I I feel that the Vibes organization probably did what they needed to do as an organization for safety and concern of the fans and staff and whatnot. But it should have been handled differently. I don't think you should come out as an announcement, like, I almost felt like it was at a a WWE wrestling event with how the announcement was being made. It was almost this, like, promo from a heel wrestler. And if you're not familiar with pro wrestling, a heel is a bad guy. It almost felt like that. It, It felt scripted. It felt that it was this, like, oh, how dare you fans throw marshmallows? How dare you fans do this? If you're not going to act right, get out of my building. Like this is the type of stuff that does happen in pro wrestling with fans that show up in a t-shirt that's of another company or whatnot. They get kicked out of the building or, Hey, you got to take that shirt off and buy one of ours. Like it's that aspect that I did not appreciate. Um, I think it could have been handled a lot differently and to threaten security and potential police on people because They're doing what you promoted is completely unacceptable. Does it change my view of going to games and promoting the Vibes and having this podcast and uh, supporting the staff and the crew that work at the Vibes? Absolutely not. In that moment, I was pretty offended. And I think even my 11-year-old, she was confused of what was going on and confused of the aspect of what happened. So I really think that that's a huge situation that needs to be addressed through their organization maybe it already has which is fine but I think that it's just completely uncalled for for those type of things to happen and continue to happen in an organization where we're paying for tickets we're paying for your promotion we're paying to be there and I love the vibes I I love the organization I have since I was a kid when they were sky Sox. now the vibes different ownership has come in and gone and whatnot and their staff members have come and gone and again I can't praise the staff of the the Rocky Mountain vibes enough I've made somewhat friends with a lot of them um But I I feel that this instance was a little overboard. And I hope that if they ever choose to do something like this again, I hope that they take some criticism on it and basically don't hand out marshmallows until people are walking on a field to throw them. Your group gets one package, just like you did when you came in the doors. I think it could work exactly like that. So that's enough of this topic again i'll put a poll up on uh twitter social media accounts and stuff like that to really get dive deep to see what you guys think about promotions and do you like them does it get you to go out to the games um and just kind of get some feedback of what everyone thinks comment on the instagram post for this episode of what you thought if you were a fan and you were at that game and maybe you participated in the marshmallow fight what was your thought basis i want to hear and i am curious to get some conversation going because i think this could help the vibes organization in the future when us fans are there and we want to do these type of things because they're fun like again my daughter was so excited to be part of this uh whole situation with the marshmallow fight that it seemed The she wasn't the only one. There are tons of kids there. That that little league baseball team that was launching marshmallows at their parents at their coaching staff. Man, they were having so much fun doing it. And I think it was if it was in a better controlled environment. The the not necessarily at the fan zone because that's not what was promoted in the beginning. I think we could have had a better understanding of that and how. That situation worked, but it never did. It never got brought up. So, good feedback for the Vibes organization on this podcast. And to the fans that want to comment, or even players. I know a few players follow this podcast. I want your opinion. What were you thinking being on the field or being in the dugout seeing this happen if you saw it? Like, let's get conversation going about this. This is a great topic that we can advance the Vibes organization. Maybe they'll do it again, but in a better manner. It doesn't in- insult everyone that's there, so on that topic today, there and uh, just again, welcome you to episode four of the Grand Slam podcast. Again, I'm your host, Brandon Anderson. It was a long, drawn out segment, total of 27 minutes total. It's the longest I've talked on the segment on here, but I thought it had to be addressed, it needed its concerns and everything to that extent so let's go ahead and dive deep into week six of the rocky mountain vibes and the pioneer league in review week six is in the books as i talked about so when we look back at week six here with the Rocky Mountain vibes, I am in no way impressed with what has happened in the last week. There's a few players I'm very impressed in um of what they've done, their contribution to the team and whatnot. But overall, man, this week of baseball was absolutely trash. I don't know a lot had to do with all these delays we had they were playing double games here and there they're finishing games on one day and starting another there's so many issues that went on this week and the vibes got swept as far as i am remembering going back to the schedule i think this is the first time the vibes have been swept all season long and it was not pretty it was not pretty at all but out of the not so pretty time shines one of the most leaders on this vibes organization and this team is Jacob Barfield. This kid is insane. Um, he overall, his batting, um, is just absolutely ridiculous. And we essentially look at going back just in the season itself. Um, Jacob Barfield has some quite accomplishments going on currently within the, uh, organization. So he's sitting at the, the best average batting average of 0.388. He's played in all 33 games. He has 116 at bats. Um, he's, uh, brought in 24 total runs. He's hit 45 times. Um, he's hit six doubles, four home runs, 21 RBIs. He's been walked 14 times and struck out only 24 times out of those 116 at-bats. So when you look at overall, he is doing amazing. Um, it's just crazy to think of how well he is now. What I am thinking here is the issue wasn't necessarily with the offense and the batting in this this situation in the last week. What really cost us was the pitching, the errors that were being made. Um, I, I think the errors were just absolutely outrageous in this series in the last seven days. So... When we're really looking at the stats and everything and looking at the scores that the Rocky Mountain Vibes and the Chuckers did, the Chuckers just outplayed the Rocky Mountain Vibes to no end. In the first game last Wednesday, they won 12-5. to The second game, they ended up um, winning, the Chuckers ended up winning 20 uh, 20- to three 20 to three of all things 23 was completely outrageous um and then when you look at the overall remaining games obviously some of these games were double headers they were seventh inning games um but the the chuckers won seven to five on saturday that was a closer game wasn't too bad the second game of Saturday was fourteen to two. This game, one, there was again no fans there because of the rain delay, um, and it was it was quiet. You could hear a pin drop in the stadium. You could hear every single baseball bouncing off anything. That game was a disaster. It started out to be a disaster from the beginning and ended up being fourteen to two. And then Sunday's game was. Up three to three in the game, it was a tie game, and then they had to uh, continue the game on Monday due to weather. Um, the Chuckers ended up winning ten to six in that game, and then in the last game on Monday, they lost eleven to one. So, Chuckers ended up moving in the first place in the North Division, uh, going ahead of the Paddleheads. Um, obviously, the record currently right now is tied, um, but the Chuckers hold that lead over the Paddleheads due to wins over the team. When I look at like the last two weeks, I noticed that the lineup had changed quite a bit of times. Um, you, had, you had to use and utilize your players in different aspects because of these delays, but I will say... The one player that I am super impressed and cannot wait to see play more, and as a catcher, I think he is absolutely amazing, is Israel, aka Izzy. Um, Tafola, I believe, is how you pronounce his last name. I apologize, Izzy, if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Um, and this kid has so much talent as a catcher. Um, when he played catcher or has played catcher, he's had zero zero errors at all. Um, when you look at the other coach or the other um, catchers, uh, Griffin Barnes has had five errors this season, and um, Aaron Villa Kosola, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, has two errors. Um, now, of course, Izzy has not played as many games. He's only played seven compared to the others playing 20 and, nine ga- or 20 and 17 games. But when he's in, he's a great catcher. Um, he is a very decent batter. Um, he's only struck out once. He's um, at bat 11 times. He's hit once, which was a double. So... When you look at it, I think the lineup is great. I think another player that has a lot of talent is Tyler Plantier. Um, He is great as well. Um, He has scored four RBIs this season so far. He's had three doubles. He has 12 hits. Um, So he's played in 19 games. He was an outfielder. He also played first base um, at one point. He did great at first base. I think that's another error Issue we have with errors is the first baseman is uh it's just it's a rough position it seems for a lot of the players. I I think the Barfield he may be a gr- excellent player as batting he's done a lot for the team him and. Uh, Tur I believe is how you pronounce his name, has been first-based, and they both have three errors on the season. Um, the errors in the field are what are costing the vibes a lot of runs that have been scored on them. And that's, that's where I, I feel that they need the most help is the inside or infield position players um, really practicing those... It throws to first base, throws to second base, catchers throwing the second base to try to pick off a runner that's stolen a base. You have a lot of issues where the pitcher will throw the first, they miss it. You'll have a ground hit in the infill. Pitcher goes to grab it, goes to toss it over the first base, and completely misses the first baseman. Now, that's not the first baseman's fault. It's the pitcher not throwing it correctly to first base. So there's a lot of opportunities I think that arise in this week six. That I'm hoping to see a difference in the vibes starting tonight. Now, of course, Rocky Mountain vibes started off the season two and zero against the uh, Grand Junction Rockies. I'm hoping they're looking to continue that little streak against the Rockies, but we're not looking that great. We I, again, we're in very last place in the league. Um, the vibes have eight wins. Out of playing 30, I think it's 32 games so far this season. And 33 games this season, I apologize. They have eight wins out of that 33, and it's it's not looking good. I, I don't know where the disconnect is other than the errors, the amount of runs given, um, just the massive amount of time some of these players have on the field compared to others and I don't know if that's an issue that's being drawn um or whatnot because when you look at innings played there's a lot of players that have played well over 150 innings um throughout the the season and some of them some of the other players don't have much now I, I am impressed I will say with the first baseman um that came in uh which is Uh, Torado, I believe is again how I pronounce his name. I'm going to biff up some of these names probably all season long until I hear them over and over and over. Um, This kid is 16 years old and he's played in five games so far and he's already had two home runs. I've seen both of the home runs and they were dingers. They were out of the park. and It's amazing seeing a 16-year-old kid hitting home runs in a minor league baseball park. it's it's so impressive and kudos out to him. He is he is amazing. I hope he continues to get a shot to play. Um, but again, like I posted yesterday on social media on Instagram is the season in review through six weeks of play, the vibes have scored 170 runs. They've had 18 of those are home runs um it could 18 of the total of 170 or um, home runs hits 300 total exactly they've had 1,121 at bats they've been walked 113 times hit by a pitch 11 times um striked out 263 times this year runs given up 375 total that number is such a far margin than the runs scored there is no possible way you're going to continue to even remotely come close to winning games when you're giving up nearly more than double the amount of runs you're scoring Um, they've only provided uh, 239 strikeouts they've walked 222 people this season. 222 walks. That's another issue. That is another issue that is a problem because when you have more base on balls, you load the bases up. I I think I've seen a few games I've been to where bases get loaded and they'll walk in two or three runs before anything is even done at the bullpen or at the pitcher's mound. It's ridiculous as a as a fan, as watching baseball, that there's that many walks going on in this size of league. When you compare it to the rest of the league, it's nowhere close to this. Um and then of course errors. They have 18 errors so far on the season. That's that's at least on average one every other game that they're having. And those errors are costing them. Obviously most of the time those errors are running in or bringing in runs. Um, a lot of the errors are happening when there are bases loaded, so then it could potentially bring in two more runs. So there's a lot the vibes need to work on. I I, I don't know if I want to fully say the season is gone yet. Um, I know that we are heading into that portion of time. I'm still trying to clarify with the league of when the second half of the season begins. I know in past tense, it started when there's been an all-star game. I do not believe there's an all-star game happening this year, most likely because of COVID Um, protocols still kind of being out there in a way. So my vision of it is I'm assuming the second part of the season starts maybe next week or the week after. So there's a chance that the vibes could completely turn around and in the second half make the playoffs they they definitely did not make the playoffs in the first round or first half of the season impossible uh as far as i know they're 14 games currently behind um of the first place raptors um so that and they're nowhere close to the hawks or the uh, grand junction rockies to take any kind of position in that but just in week six alone, when we talk about runs driven in, they only scored 22 runs in those six games, but they gave up 74 runs. That's You don't win baseball games like that. Not at all. It's impossible. So the run percentage has to go up. They're On average, per game, or per week, they're only scoring about 23 to 24 runs on average per week, where they're giving up, I would say, on average probably about 70 runs um per roughly about 60 65 runs is what i'm showing they're giving up per week and that just you can't win baseball games when you're only hitting driving in 20 some odd runs a week compared to giving up 62 that's there's no win column there so there's a lot that'll start happening tonight. I hope there's a little bit of a reset. I don't know if that'll come. Don't know if that'll happen. Maybe some shakeup of the team. Um, I do believe that as great as some of these players are, some of them should be called up. They are amazing talent and kind of bring in some new faces, new talent to kinda of build off of it. And I, I obviously I don't believe we've had any kind of uh transactions in the past um day or not i can definitely look up to make sure there was nothing that happened yesterday i did not see anything on the off day for transactions for the vibes so again there's things that they could oh we do have uh some transactions actually quite a few um oh wow this is crazy so tyler plantier i was just speaking of of how great he is he has been called up to uh monclova academy sergio atwell has been called up to the monoclo monoclo monclova academy francisco romeo romero is being called up as well he is a pitcher um we have signed juan coronado rob roberto coronado don't know if they're related i'm curious to see about that and Aldo Nunez is returning to the active list. I started to get a vibe, no pun intended, that he that uh, Aldo Nunez was coming back. Um, he was in uniform the last game I went to on Saturday. My daughter is obsessed with Aldo. Um, Big fan of his and was wondering if he was coming back. Well, now we can officially say that. So all these transactions actually just went down in the last couple hours. I am very sad to see that Tyler Plantier is going up along with Sergio Atwell. Um, I think we only saw Francisco Romero pitch once or twice that I'm aware of, at least here in Colorado Springs. Very great to see these players getting called up because they – Deserve it. They're awesome players and they're amazing. Um, Like I said, like I was just saying, it's funny I mention that and go to the page and they've been called up. They have a lot of players. I don't know how. To Whoever's listening to this podcast through the Vibes organization or Monoclova Academy or the team, how have you not called up Jacob Barfield to the team yet? Like this dude deserves to be called up. Um, he is amazing, and I would hate to lose him at the Vibes because I think that has a big issue um, with our team losing these great players, but that's the whole point of rookie baseball, and that's why we bring start signing new players in. So I'm curious to see if any of these players are activated for tonight, um, especially Aldo Nunes. He is an outfielder. I believe he mostly plays right field. So... I'll be happy to see him back in right field. He is a great player, um, young, talented, um, so we'll see there. But for this episode, I want to just uh, – it's, it's, we're reaching almost the hour point. I did not want to go a full another hour podcast, but that first story really hit the spot. I needed to address it, and then this week six in review has brought up a lot of details about the vibes and issues I see from my own view as a fan um that need to be worked on but overall i will say that in closing i appreciate all the the feedback the likes uh subscribing to the podcast you name it i appreciate it i am working on getting the podcast more available on more providers it's taken a little bit of time since i switched to a different provider um that was a recommendation from the boundless gamers podcast host one of their hosts uh jock good friend of mine uh shout out to him again i can't emphasize if you're a gaming fan this podcast is not like anything else so i'm gonna give some cheap plug there again i will do that as much as possible on this podcast because i know we are all younger fans of baseball and usually correlate with video games. And I think it's a great uh, podcast to listen to for their opinion and stuff like that. So want to end this episode by saying that week seven starts tonight. Um, the grand junction Rockies come into Colorado Springs to face the Rocky mountain vibes starts at 6:30. 30. Um, the games are at six 30 every night. Um, so tonight, Thursday, tomorrow, And Friday. Friday is the big July 4th game. Um, So get out there. It's rodeo night. Love the Vibes new logo on a t-shirt. It would be great to see Toasty riding a marshmallow, which is hilarious, on a t-shirt. Especially in the original logo they posted where it was a black highlight or logo, black outline logo on a darkish like dirt color orange brown color if that is a shirt you got me sold i am buying it um, so i appreciate all you fans of the podcast i'm hoping to expand this so share it with your friends share it with uh people you know like baseball i i don't think you have to be a fan of the pioneer league to like the base like this podcast um obviously we surround ourselves with the Pioneer League and everything like that. So it's more or less promoting the Pioneer League. The PBLnetwork.com is where you can stream all games live every night that a game is happening Um and everything. And kind of to go back to the vibes in Grand Junction Rocky schedule, they are playing a split series. So three of the games here are in Color Springs. Like I said, all start, as far as I know, at 6.30 p.m., at UC Health Park, and then they go back to Grand Junction starting on Saturday to end the series Saturday, Sunday, and Monday uh, for their holiday weekend uh, games. So just keep an eye out on social media, on Instagram, follow my page. I will give updated uh, lineups for these games, in-game live reviews, And score updates and things like that. If you go to my Twitter account, it is slam, S-L-A-M underscore Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M on Twitter. And then, of course, following on Instagram and all other platforms soon to be coming. Um, I'm going to start trying to test out some waters with some video next week. And try to test out having a YouTube Version of the podcast, um, which I'm hoping to expand to do some more things at the stadium, but we'll see how that goes. Um, But again, thank you everyone for subscribing, liking, commenting. Be on the lookout on Twitter for that uh, questionnaire about promotions that we talked about on the first part of the episode. And hope everyone has a great week, great week of baseball go vibes let's get toasty and then one last thing i wanted to shout out on my podcast today um as i posted earlier today i just wanted to uh take a moment to recognize uh the massive amount of wildland firefighters that have ultimately sacrificed their life um, in the line of duty, fighting wildland firefight- fighting wildland fires throughout our country. I, as many may know from my post, I'm a volunteer wildland firefighter here locally. And I feel that this moment today is one of those days because today is the 8th anniversary of the uh, Granite Hot Shot um, out of Prescott, Arizona. Uh, the 19 wildland firefighter hotshots that um, passed away in suddenly in a tragic uh, fire down in uh, Arizona eight years ago today. So keep them in your, your thoughts, your prayers, your memories and everything and know that the job is never over in wildland firefighting. It gets worse every year as... Time goes on whether you believe in climate change or not, it's here, it's there. We're seeing a lot of essential heat rises throughout the country and the western coast which is bringing on more fires. There are a lot of storms going through with lightning that are causing some of these fires to happen and they're just growing and growing and as time goes on, we hear more about loss of lives through the wildland community, whether it be a helicopter pilot, or someone on the line directly so keep them in your thoughts and prayers and everything as time goes on and in your memory that this week starting today through the 6th of July is wildland fire uh, memory memorial week or whatnot to remember those who have ultimately sacrificed their life um, for fighting fire so I want to say a shout out and thank you for all their sacrifices they make and to the ones that are currently out there in the line of duty currently fighting those. I know a few personally that have been assigned to different uh, larger national fires. So hoping the best for them stay safe out there. And we look forward to more baseball this week. And like I said, go vibes, let's win some games and get back in the win column as we head in, hopefully to the second half of the season and make a playoff run we can do it vibes you got this have a great one everyone